0: Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy. We're going to be talking to longtime friend of the show, Eric Anders. Last time we spoke with him, he was the LFA middleweight champion, and now he's the newest member of the UFC middleweight division. He's going to make his UFC debut this Saturday against Rafael Natal in New York. And man, you know we had to catch up with him, and I really appreciate him taking the time to talk with us here on Half the Battle on Fight Week. And then, we're joined by undefeated bantamweight prospect, Cole Farrell. This is a kid, he's only 24 years old. He's wise beyond his years, and you guys know I have an eye for talent. I mean, look, I'm considered one of the top MMA handicappers on planet Earth. So when I see talent, I know I gotta let the fans know about the future generations of MMA. And Cole Farrell is a prime example of that. So we're gonna catch up with him, but first up, Eric Anders, here we go. Joining me now. Is the former LFA middleweight champion Eric Anders? And the reason I say former is because you just got the call. You're going to be fighting this weekend against Rafael Natal, UFC Long Island, your UFC debut. How's it going, man?
1: Man, it's going awesome, man. Feeling uh, feeling really good. Feeling really good. wake cut's going awesome despite the uh, short notice fight. Uh, so they're definitely looking to go in there and make some waves in this middleweight division.
0: Well, I appreciate you talking to me this you know, this close out to the fight. Now, last time we spoke I told you, keep your phone on. You kept your phone on. Now you're in the UFC. What was it like when you got that call, man?
1: Oh uh, man, it was cool, man. You know, they um <clears throat> I was I was they called me to fight one guy uh like a week after I fought. Uh my hand was a little a little jacked up so I had I couldn't do that fight. Uh, and then they called me like a week later, and said, or two weeks later, and was like, hey, you want Rafael Natal? And I was like, man, yes, let's do that. Absolutely.
0: What do you think about the matchup? Because look, Rafael Natal, obviously he's a UFC vet. He's a black belt. He's been in there with everyone. I mean, he went the distance with the current champ, Robert Whittaker. Yeah. I mean, the dude's
1: a stud. Man, I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, he uh, You know, he backs himself up, puts himself against the cage right where I want him anyway. So... Uh, I'll be able to land shots, go for the takedown if I want it, um, and, and you know, uh, you know, his striking is not great. His jujitsu jitsu is phenomenal, um, but he's going to have to get it to the ground first. Uh, so I, I really like the matchup. It really favors me, uh, and I'd love to go out there and get a finish. To me, to be honest, it really doesn't matter who I fight, when I fight. Uh, I just really enjoy fighting, so the, 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 the name is completely irrelevant. I'm just looking to chomping at the bit to get in that octagon and uh, show what I can do.
0: Now, you obviously feel like you have the proper amount of experience before, you know, making your UFC debut.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my last fight went five rounds, so I know my cardio is tip top. Uh, I fought less than a month ago. Uh, You know, I live in the gym, so I never really get out of shape. Uh, Kept training, continued to train. Uh, So when I got the call, you know, it was a a no-brainer. I see you've been putting in some work with uh, my dude, uh, Jared Gooden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's come down to, uh, he came down like the last two weekends and uh, trained with us over here at Spartan.
0: How was that, man? Kid's a beast.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, he's really big, really strong. Uh, I'm really kind of surprised that he fights at welterweight. You know, he's almost uh, the size of, uh, you know, a middleweight. So, um, strong speed, uh, strong, fast, explosive. Uh, really quick, awesome jits, good striking. So, you know, it, it was really good to work with him. You know what surprised me the most was that I found out the kid's only 23. I had no idea. Yeah. I, asked him, I asked him that too. I was like, man, how old are you? He's like, man, I'm only 23. And I was like, dang, I remember when I was 23.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. I couldn't believe it when I found out his age. But yeah, no, I actually uh, commentated his last fight. He went out there and got a finish. So, you know. Oh, before... yeah,
1: I, was, I, was, I, I actually came to that fight. I was there.
0: Oh, shit. I didn't know that. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Obviously, you mentioned you're very excited, but you know, if it were up to you, how, how do you think it's going to go down?
1: Uh, man, I, I think you know in the later rounds, you know, he's going to gas out, get tired, uh, and I'll be able to get that, uh, you know, late round TKO, if not a KO, in the earlier rounds.
0: Now, are you all at all worried about you know someone trying to take you down, trying to you know set up that jujitsu, trying to tap you out?
1: Uh, man, I'm very confident in my ground game uh, as well as my takedown defense. You know, uh, Brendan Allen kind of snuck me with the takedown early in the uh, first round of our fight, but I think uh, Rafael's game is more dependent on the takedown, so I'll be ready for that for sure at all times.
0: Man, now real quick, because I was actually uh, – I went on YouTube. I typed in your name because I wanted to see some of your football stuff. I saw you, you know, that uh, you caused a fumble. That was awesome. But then I look up your stats, and they only had like, you know, one stat on ESPN, you know, the interception. They didn't even, you know, account for that fumble that you caused. So where can I look up the kind of work you did uh, on the football scene, man?
1: Uh, man, I don't know, man. I don't think I'm quite popular enough to have a uh, popular – Popular enough to have a Wikipedia page or anything like that, but um, man, you could probably go on uh, Alabama's website and maybe it's still up there Maybe they get rid of the maybe get rid of the old stuff to make way make make room for the newer guys Uh, But I'm not really quite sure maybe after this weekend. You will have a
0: Wikipedia page.
1: Yeah, hopefully hopefully
0: So let me ask you this man cuz obviously you're in the middleweight division the main event of the evening You got Kelvin Gastelum taking on the former champion Chris Weidman if you had to make a pick, who'd you give the edge to in that one?
1: Uh, probably Kevin Gastelum, man. He's on a, he's on a streak right now. Um, you know, he's got crisp, solid striking, uh, good wrestling. Uh, I think Wyman's kind of on the way out. Uh, you know, but he's still number five in the world, former champ, so you can't never really count him out. Uh, let's see, he got KO'd against uh, Romero, and then, you know, I guess, was that a no contest? Did they rule it a no contest or a loss against uh uh, Musasi.
0: Oh, it's an L, man.
1: Yeah. yeah okay. Well, so you know, he—he—I he, think you know, uh, I don't know. I hate to say—I hate to say a guy like that is on his way out, but you know, he's—that's just you know the nature of the business.
0: Oh, that's the cold, hard reality of the fight game. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, last time we spoke, I asked you. Who do you think is going to be the middleweight champion? Is it going to be Robert Whitaker or UL Romero? You told me Robert Whitaker is going to go out there and win that belt. He did it, but oh, my God, what a fight that was.
1: Yeah, it was an awesome fight. You know, uh, perhaps maybe uh, he would have finished Romero if his leg had not got, you know, jacked up. Um, you know, really took away some of his explosion and lateral movement and whatnot. But his takedown defense was uh, is on point, man. I don't think anybody's taking that guy down. If Romero can't take him down, good luck.
0: Yeah, straight up, there's nothing else to say about that. So now that you know who the champ is, I mean, look, I got a lot of respect for Bisbing, but I am a betting man. I am picking Whitaker to win that fight. I count Me Whitaker too. as the champ. So when you uh, think about, like, okay, this is the guy that's at the top of the mountain, I mean, how do you uh, envision, you know, a potential matchup between you guys down the line?
1: Uh, yeah, hopefully. You know, I, th- I think I go out there and, uh, you know, do what I'm supposed to do and do what I've been doing, finish fights, win fights in devastating fashion. Uh and you know, I think the sky's the limit for me. And uh, you know, we'll see how far the 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 hole goes. You know, the rabbit hole goes.
0: Definitely, man. Now, real quick, I know I can look this up, but since you're with me, how old are you right now?
1: I'm 30 years old. I turned 30 in April.
0: Okay, so you're one of the younger middleweights on the roster, because I know one of the last times we spoke, you told me, look, there's young guys such as Whitaker, Jotko, Kelvin Gastelum, but the rest of them are kind of on their way out, so do you feel like next couple fights, I mean, you're going to be right up there in the mix?
1: Yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, I think Rafael is, uh, you know, like 23 or 26 in the division, so... You know, after I knock him off, maybe a top 20, then after that, top 15, and then so on and so forth. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I get that opportunity.
0: Now, as a competitor, I mean, how much does this excite you, man?
1: Uh, man, it's awesome. You know, the UFC is the pinnacle of the sport. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, down here, they they think that uh, the UFC is a sport, but I have to tell them that the UFC is like the NFL <laughs> of MMA. So I'm definitely at the pinnacle of um, And, you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, they they messed around, let my foot in the door. So I plan on splintering it down and uh, taking over the middleweight division.
0: Back when you were winning championships in college football, did you ever know that one day I'm going to make that USC debut?
1: Man, I I thought that I, you know, would have a long, prestigious career in the NFL uh, back at that time. But, um, you know, after I got done, you know, playing ball and started doing MMA, then, you know, obviously I set my sights and my goals on the UFC and then, you know, to eventually have that belt around my waist. And I don't see what's the point in getting involved in a sport uh, if you kind of want to half-ass it or being the champion isn't your mindset.
0: Do you feel like you could be one of the guys that kind of starts that crossover? Because I know Dana White always spoke about how nowadays these kids that are coming up, they could have either played football, they could have either played basketball, but they chose to I, – I don't want to say play fighting because it's not – you don't play – in the yeah. octagon but they chose to be fighters pro fighters they could have done any other sport you think you feel like you're going to be one of the first over to cause that crossover
1: man absolutely uh but to be honest man the uh <laughs> my kids i think are going to be the ones that uh are for sure going to make that crossover um you know they definitely have the athleticism the the wherewithal the you know the the savvy you know they're only 8 and 6 so uh should they choose to stick with it there's not a doubt in my mind that those two could be Uh, future champions as well
0: so i made a tweet saying that i was going to speak with eric anders and i asked the fans if they had any questions and uh one of the questions i got was about the ufc jitters now a lot of people like to talk about the octagon jitters you know for that first time but you're a guy you've competed in bellator you've competed in lfa obviously you know the college football championship do you feel like the jitters will be an issue for you
1: Uh, if i got the jitters it would be the first time in my fight career that i've been nervous or uh, got the jitter so I, I mean I'm I'm pretty calm, cool and collected. There's ice water running through these veins. I th- think I'm gonna go out there and handle business, uh, and then maybe after the fact when I'm sitting down eating pizza uh, and burgers and whatnot, then they'll kind of hit me. But as of right now, it's business as usual, preparing for this fight just like it was an LFA fight or that Bellator fight or you know on the local circuit.
0: I know we've talked about this in the past, but now that you are a UFC fighter, where does that competitive mindset
1: go to, man? Uh, It absolutely elevates, you know, uh, you know, now I'm fighting the best fighters in the world, you know, the best athletes in the world. So, you know, as the as they get better, I got to up my game as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, Eric, thanks so much for a little bit of your time, man. I know the fights this week, you're cutting weight. Really appreciate the time as always, man. If it were up to you, how would this fight with Rafael Natal go down at UFC
1: Long Island? Um, I definitely think it's going to be a, a stoppage. You know, if I if I don't knock him out early in the first round, then I think in that second, late second, uh, or third round, it'll be a TKO. I think he gases out. Uh, you know, drop him with the left, get on top, finish him off. Uh, and I, I truly think, and you know, that's what I've envisioned and seen uh, happening on Saturday night.
0: Awesome. Well, Eric, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. It's always a pleasure. I'm super excited for you, man. This is awesome, (laughs) making that UFC debut this Saturday. What channel is it on, FS1 or Fox?
1: It's on Fox. Uh, Yeah, Fox.
0: Hell yeah. Well, everyone here in Atlanta, you can watch it on Channel 5 on Fox. Man, it's going to be an awesome fight. Eric, thanks so much
1: for the time, man. I appreciate you, brother, always.
0: Yes, sir. And real quick, let them know uh, where they can follow you, where the fans can reach you.
1: Yeah, all my social media outlets, uh Facebook is Eric Anders MMA, uh Twitter, Instagram is E R Y K A N D E R S at Eric Anders. Welcome back to
0: Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me now is Bantam Prospect Cole Farrell. Cole, welcome back to Half the Battle.
2: It's good to be back, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, man, it's my pleasure. You know, last time we spoke, you were just about to make your pro debut. Since that point, you're 3-0, three first-round finishes. You're one of the top prospects in the bantamweight division. I mean, how's uh, everything been going for you?
2: Man, everything's been great. I can't complain. Um, Every day that I'm alive is a blessing. Um, Everything's been good. Uh, Last time I spoke to you, I believe, yeah, it was a few weeks before November 5th. Um, And that's when I went pro last year, 2016. I knew I was going to finish that fight in the first round. I knew that was the beginning of something great for me. Um, And I've been basically steamrolling these guys um, ever since my debut. Had a few guys back out here and there, but uh, it's all good, man. I'm still trucking along.
0: Oh, man, well, people backing out, that's part of the fight game because, I mean, you listen to a guy like Cain Velasquez, and he'll tell you about times in in his uh, early pro career when people would back out the day of the fight. You know what I'm saying, Cole? They see him at the way, and And then they don't want none.
2: It's ridiculous, man, and I've experienced uh, similar similar situations myself. Um, I'm a firm believer in things happening for a reason. I'm looking to get back in the cage uh, within the next two weeks to four weeks. And I'm currently talking to a few promoters. And uh, hopefully, something comes my way soon. Talk to me about
0: what Valor Fights have been doing for you because I noticed that they saw what I see. And, you know, that's a very talented, well spoken individual in yourself. And I noticed they got you in their promos. You know, they're really trying to build you up. They think you could be one of their guys to take things to the next level. How do you feel about the way they've been promoting you?
2: man valor is awesome tim loy is probably one of the best promoters um in the universe he gave me my shot on my pro debut when um other promoters were looking the other way and just kind of like eh have a few more Emmy fights blah 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 and i was thinking in my head fuck you like i'm ready and finally i met tim loy man and uh everything's just been up from there uh after my pro debut I got more exposure after my second pro fight with him, more exposure and third one so on and so forth um I was on a four fight deal with him after my uh, second pro fight so my third pro fight was the beginning of that four fight deal and uh there were just complications with getting me an opponent for July 22nd in Rome and I just I'm not the guy to wait around like I love valor to death uh and I plan on fighting for them in the next few months. Um, but I just can't be signed to one promotion and owned by one promotion because that's going to set me back uh, considering how active I'm trying to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's no one else that's as active as me besides one of my training partners, and that's it.
0: Uh, I know you're talking about our, uh, our good friend Devante Sewell.
2: Yeah, my buddy, The Grinder, man, he's like a brother to me. So yeah, other than him, man, I mean, there's no one else more active than me. Uh, I'm planning on fighting for Valor probably again, November, December. Uh, Right now, I'm just trying to find something for August um, because I just can't sit around and twiddle my fucking thumbs, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: No, 100%, man, you definitely deserve a fight very very soon now you're a guy Cole that has overcome a lot of adversity not just you know in your amateur career but in your personal life but you knew exactly the right time to turn pro and obviously the results are speaking for themselves so if you had to give advice to an upcoming fighter an amateur fighter about when's the right time to go pro i mean what would you tell them man
2: man uh i would love to say go with your gut and and go and go pro when you believe the time is ready But at the same time, uh, try to have good people around you. Try to have knowledgeable people around you who know what the fuck they're talking about. And um, don't rush anything. Just feel the moment and feel the time was right. And, and, And have reasons behind it. My reasons behind why I felt that way is because I was waxing pros at 45, 35, and 25 in the gym every day. No matter what gym I fucking went to you know, and I just, I knew, I'm like, I'm tired of this, man, like, I'm about to be, I was 23 years old when I went, November, and I should have went pro when I was, like, 19 or 20, you know, I had my Amy debut in 2011 in March, and uh, I just started bullshitting, man, I just, I just let partying and fist fighting and females and smoking weed and all of that shit kind of interfere with me, so to answer your question, bro, Uh, If I had to give advice to an up-and-coming amy, man, just if this shit is real to you, if this is really what you want to do and you're not just doing it for social media and just so people know you're a fucking cage fighter, if this is what you really want to fucking do, then give it your all. Sacrifice partying. Sacrifice chasing females everywhere you go. Sacrifice drinking and smoking every single chance you get. And if you want to do shit like that, just prioritize it. You know what I mean? Just prioritize it and if And if mixed martial arts is real to you and you, and, and you respect this sport, then you've got to treat it with respect, because if you don't, it will fucking backfire. Trust me. Um, so yeah, man, I would tell an enemy fighter, just fill the moment, and, and if you really want this shit, you got to give it your all.
0: Now, I know you got a long way to go in your career, but still, man, what's it like being a professional fighter at such a young age?
2: Man, it's absolutely amazing. See, this is one thing uh, that I've always known is that time is underrated. And, you know, I'm 24 right now. At 26, it's going to be completely different. I mean, every year and month counts. And I'm a person who does not want to live life with regrets. And due to the fact I'm 24 and already have regrets that I dragged out a five-year Amy career, fighting twice a year, once a year, you know, that regret alone kills me that I cannot grab that time and bring it back into my life. So I feed off of that small regret already and um, and I know I'm still young, but I see these 18-year-old kids going pro and these up-and-coming kids that have been training MMA since age 10 nowadays, and it's just like that is what keeps me going. That is what keeps that uh, flame underneath my ass. And uh, being young and successful as a pro is everything to me because a lot of people told me I wouldn't do this growing up. Uh, My mom's husband, my stepdad, told me I would never do this shit growing up, told me I would never make it, you know, and I don't like him. I texted him the other day. I was like, yo, you know, you were fucking wrong, dude. (laughs) Your hate fueled me, so look at me now. You know, so I fueled off, like, a bunch of negativity. Like, you know, MMA is not really a poverty sport, bro. Like, you got to have money, um, for each discipline unless you just find a really good MMA gym that throws it all in there. Um, so me growing up, man, it was really hard for me to train and pay dues. And I just had a bunch of good people throughout all the gyms I've been at helped me out, man. I mean, I started off training in Brunswick, Georgia, went to Valdosta train there, Savannah, and now I'm here in Atlanta, man. So, uh, being young and successful is everything to me, man, because so many people told me I couldn't. And, and I, I just feel like I'm still a little bit behind, and I'm trying to catch up. Because like I posted yesterday, you know, the UFC Bantamweight champion, Cody, he's an amazing fighter, but he's not a better fighter than me. Like, I think I, I think I hit a little bit harder, if not as hard. And then I'm just better in every other aspect. I'm more crafty. And I just, I can't even describe it, man. I'm just a better fighter. And it kills me when I wake up every day. And I know I'm the best in the world, literally, but, like, very few people know it. And that just, that that's what keeps me going, is that I want people to fucking know who I am, you know. Some people don't get care, but I want people to know who Cole Farrell is.
0: Well, I mean, you need to have that strong belief if you want to make it to the top. There's no two ways about it. So obviously, it's very imperative that you do carry that with you every day. Now, let me ask you this, man. For other people that might have dreams, not necessarily fighters, what would you tell them about using uh, you know, their haters as, as motivators? Because you mentioned how your stepdad said, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 right, buddy, you ain't gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But then look where you are now. So for other people, they might have people in their lives telling them like, no, you can't do this, you can't be that. And it might even be people in their immediate families? What would you tell them about, look, just you know, be yourself and don't worry about what other people are saying?
2: Well, I would tell anyone going through adversity or negativity from a family member, a friend, or a hater, my advice would be um, that you have two options. You do not have three, four, or five. You have two fucking options. You can let the negativity and adversity cripple you and paralyze you and bury you, Or you can let it motivate you and fuel you and make you want to succeed even more. So it's either going to paralyze you or motivate you. You have an option. Everyone has an option. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen wasted potential just fade away due to uh, people uh, allowing negativity to get the best of them. And if you have someone telling you that you can't, Or even if they're not being an ass about it, even if they're trying to persuade you to go a different route from what your heart wants in life, whether it's a doctor, lawyer, baker, fucking chef, golf, football, any sport, military, whatever you want to do in life, and if there's someone telling you otherwise, let it fuel you. If it's someone who loves you and isn't doing it out of spite, still, show them otherwise. So yeah, man, you can let it, uh, you can let it bury you and cripple you, or you can let it just fuel you and every time my stepdad you know would talk shit about the sport and tell me I'll be brain dead and tell me I'll never do it because you know I, I took a few Ls as an ammy, and I cannot tell you how how much I felt his uh it was it was subliminal it was it wasn't like he said it you know straight up. But I could just tell he loved to see, loved to see me uh, lose. And it's weird, man. You just have people in life who feed off of your failure. And, and that's, just how, that's just the way the world works. It's just the nature of the beast. Some people will prey on your downfall, and they will feed off of your failure. And knowing that is what keeps me going. So, yeah, man, I know I can drag an answer out, bro, but to sum it all up, uh you can either let it get the best of you or, 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 or make you want to do something with yourself. And and I would tell people to just make make it make it make you want to be a better person and, and uh let it motivate you and uh don't let it get the best of you.
0: No, it's an absolutely phenomenal answer, and I really hope that people listening you know, take that to heart because it's important. Now, Cole, I know you're a guy that visualizes your career, your future, and right now, like we said earlier, you're 3-0, 0 zero, three first first-round finishes. So when you visualize your
2: career, man, how far away are you from that UFC debut? I'm very far. You know, that's a very good question because recently with this whole contender series thing, it's giving fighters another quick... I don't want to say quick it's giving fighters a better more efficient pathway to the UFC rather than auditioning for the ultimate fighter waiting for the season the finale I mean so the UFC and then you got looking for a fight you know on YouTube I mean so I love what Dana White and the new owners are doing as far as taking in new talent now my answer to your question would be different if I didn't state all of the things I just stated that the UFC is doing. Um, so with all this going on, man, I do give it a year and a half. I'll give it um, 18 months maximum, okay? Um, I give it a maximum of 18 months from this conversation right now. Um, I'm a realistic guy. Um, I'd love to say a year. But 18 months from right now, I'll have my UFC debut. Or, or I'll become a, a castmate on The Ultimate Fighter, um, one of the two. But I, I, even if I have to, you know, make a few appearances in Bellator or something, World Series of Fighting, M1 Global, uh, Ryzen, if that's how you pronounce it, in Japan. Uh, man, just so many awesome promotions I'd love to fight for as well on my way to the UFC. Um, that's another reason I do this sport. I'm a Southern Georgia boy through and through been on a plane once, never seen snow, been stuck in Georgia my whole life. So, mixed martial arts is a sport that will allow you to travel and meet people and experience different cultures and I plan on doing that on my journey to the UFC, man. Um, with me being 3 and 0, I'll tell you right now on this recorded interview, I will end the year at a maximum of 7 and 0 or a minimum of 6 and 0. It just depends on how these guys are acting how scared they are um but I will end the year 6-0 and or 7-0 uh hopefully with all first round finishes but I know I'm, I'm ending the year undefeated so the UFC debut is soon bro it's a lot sooner than people think
0: yes sir well Cole I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here right now on half the battle it's always a pleasure man let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you want to tell the fans go ahead
2: yeah, man. Um, Instagram, Instagram people. Very simple. It's Cole Farrell MMA. C O L E F E R R E L L M M A. That's my uh, IG page. Um, let's see. Facebook Cole Farrell MMA as well. Like my fan page. Snapchat is just Q Cole F. And damn it, man, me and you have talked about it Twitter, I think, maybe one million times, and I have <laughs> still not got around to it. And Twitter's only getting uh, bigger uh, and giving fighters more exposure as well. So I got to get around to that. That's all my social media. Um, other than that, man, I just want to let people know that I've been through more than what the average person has. We all have adversities, and we all have to overcome things in life. But there are very few human beings like me. Man, if I were 20 pounds more naturally, I would feel confident enough to beat my idol, Conor McGregor, right now in the parking lot I'm talking to you on, walking around doing this interview. <laughs> but I'm not that big, and he's the man, so he would just he would kill me right now. I'm just too small. But that's the confidence I have. I'm different. You guys uh, who are listening to this, just remember this interview at 3-0. and and just keep up with them as they continue uh, to come in as I advance as a pro. And Daniel, bro, I can't thank you enough for having me. You're, you're one of the best guys that's ever interviewed me. And I love your show, bro.
0: Hey, thanks so much, Cole. And uh, best of luck in the next step, man. Thank
2: you, brother. Take it
0: easy. There you have it, folks. Eric Anders and Cole Farrell. Thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Best Fight Picks. Go to bestfightpicks.com for the plays. Subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. Shaq and I will be back later this week to break down UFC Long Island, Gastelum versus Weidman. And until the next time, let's cash these bets.